What's good, everybody? Welcome back to the Seventh Haven. This is your, your host, RJ Saturno, and we are back with a very special episode of the podcast. We're switching it up a little bit. Um, today, joining me, my guest is my fiance and my very soon to be wife. Le- like legally, uh, Susan Cho. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The reason why I say, uh, introed her like that is because we are less than 24 hours away from wedding number one. <laughs> number one. Uh, and the reason why I'm saying that is because, uh, we're actually planning two weddings this month. And it's been a very interesting ride to get here. I actually can't believe we're here right now, but it just feels like there is so much more to do still. Uh, but that's the reason why we're actually uh, recording right now. Um, we wanted to, one of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast was to be able to document like snapshots in my life of not only in my life but like you know other people's lives but yeah this is a very monumentous one and I felt like it'd be really nice to capture it so yeah um let's talk about why wedding number one yeah, okay. <laughs> so, I've been sharing a little bit with people, and, you know, when we first, like, we, we when we first started planning the wedding, we checked out this book. It's called A Practical Wedding or something like that. And they had you do these exercises of, like, well, what's your dream wedding? If you could have anything you want, what would it be? And my answer was simple, small. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't want like a big headache, you know? And I just remember all the weddings we go to and people are just like, they're exhausted. They don't remember anything. They just like spend so much money and like all this stuff, right? And I was like, I don't want that. I just, I just wanted to be quiet, you know? Yeah. So we had planned to get married in May of this year, actually, at San Francisco City Hall, which, by the way, is a beautiful venue, and some parts of me wish we still went with that one. Right. Yeah, I mean, also to kind of give you background, so yeah, the target was May, and we got engaged around, um, (laughs) like... Between June and September. June and September (laughs) of 2018. Right? Yes. Do you want to tell a story about the engagement? <laughs> well, I proposed at Montgomery Street BART Station. And I forgot what we were talking about. But we were on our way home, and I asked him, do you want to get married? And I said, are we really doing this right now? And I said, yes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm with it. Let's do it. (laughs) So, 
We got engaged at a Montgomery Street bar station. Yeah. But I don't... We didn't tell anybody. We didn't. I didn't want to ring. I didn't want to surprise. One of the reasons why I asked. And I don't know if you've gotten a theme from me here yet, but... I... It's sort of like in this day and age, if you don't have a ring and you don't have a beautiful candlelit surprise and you didn't post it on Instagram, are you really engaged? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like those are beautiful things, but I didn't feel comfortable doing any of them. So we didn't really tell anybody until like September when we told our parents and that's when it became like real. Oh yeah. I mean, also the the Korea trip kind of... (laughs) Oh, yeah, in October, we planned a trip to go to Korea so RJ could meet my, um, like, Korean family um, before we got married because I, you know, we thought it would be, like, kind of rude if if, if they met him for the first time and we're already married, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it ended up being this kind of, like, big deal thing because, like, my relatives like we had like a big dinner let me let me set the stage oh yeah okay so we get off the plane to korea uh we get picked up by your cousin drop us off at the hotel but then we promptly made our way to what was the name of the market it doesn't matter famous one market yeah to meet uh, my aunt. Your aunt, who then, uh, I didn't notice until like very last minute that she, we were going to get traditional uh, Korean hanboks made. Well, we we knew I was getting one. Yeah. Because I had every intention to get married in a hanbok at San Francisco City Hall. Yes. Uh, but turns out uh, they want they wanted to make me one too because I think. I, when did we learn about this dinner? Uh, uh, there was supposed to be a dinner for us. Did well, the we dinner learn? we already planned. We had planned to have dinner. We decided okay. to have the dinner at the end of our trip, yeah. so that way there would be enough time to oh, make the right. hanbok because right. my aunt wanted me to wear it. But yeah. And okay. also, I think it took like two weeks to get delivered. Like, I, I needed to do it right away so I could bring the hanbok home. Yeah. And then my aunt said, no, 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 we definitely have to have one. Like, we're doing one for RJ, too. Yeah. The reason being is apparently it's like an Asian tradition, like an old Korean tradition where like the bride's family gives the couple a suit of clothing. Like it's literally a tradition. Right. So, yeah. So, RJ got fitted for a hanbok. Yeah. And then so fast forward to the end of the trip. So yeah, we uh, we got dressed. Susan's mom helped us get dressed and all that stuff. We go dr- like her uh, her cousin drives us to like I would say it felt like the outskirts of like. But it was the middle of Seoul. Of, yeah, it's somewhere. But then like it's some like. You know, like the K dramas, like Secret Garden and like Coffee Prince and like it's super like secluded, like almost magical. Like you can't think it would exist in a big city like Seoul. And there was this this quaint ass like French restaurant, Italian restaurant. Oh, Italian restaurant. And it was like, it felt like, it was like, I, oh yeah. To give you more backstory, like, I think, or well, no, I know, 
that like your uncle is like a baller. Yeah. And I feel like he rented out that whole restaurant for us. Well, he rented out at least the top the floor. The top floor. I mean, that's still something. Like, it, it was, just, and I was just like, what the? Like, it was, uh, I mean, it was super beautiful. Like, and I loved it. It was like great. It was just like, whoa. Like, it got, I just got really present to how real it was, too. Like, they even got us, uh, but yeah, we. My cousin got the, me a cake. They got us a cake that said, like, happy wedding. Basically, it was just like, I felt like we were getting married already. Like, it was like, like, this is it. Like, he's, they're already, uh, you know, I'm in. Like, it felt kind of like a, like, mafia kind of thing, where it's like, yeah, you, you welcome to the family type of thing. Like, yeah, my family's kind of thuggy a little bit. It's kind of cool, though, but it's like, yeah, they, they brought us, like, wine from Cal, like, like, they brought us wine, and, I don't know, they basically, like, did, they just balled out, and I totally didn't expect it, but it was, yeah, it was cool, um, but I think I see this reoccurring theme, the, theme with us going forward with, with the, this whole process, and that's just kind of wavering between traditional and doing things unconventionally, our own way. I think, because, you know, you talked about in the beginning, like, oh, I want it simple. I think we also wanted it, we, when we were doing this, like, we've been to a bunch of weddings, too. And we've seen, like, the standard, like, you know, it's, you know, beautiful ceremony, big, like, fancy reception. Like, all the, tra the traditional hallmarks of a wedding. And I felt like we kind of steered intentionally the other way i mean don't get me wrong i think i that's would to, yeah that's yeah i would that love one of wrong. those weddings we actually enjoyed everybody's wedding like that we were honored to be there like we it, it was lovely uh, i think to be frank i just didn't think we could afford it also that yeah money yeah. was a big thing for us so that's why it kind of like Fuck. sorry i'm doing my nails right now and i keep fucking it up Pardon my language. <laughs> Continue. But yeah, like, so that's w w one of the things. When, you know, you lack the funds or whatever, you have to get a little more creative, right? And we thought we were being creative. Yeah. But anyways, fast forward. Also, we both have huge families. <laughs> like, huge families. Like, that's why I didn't think we could afford it, right? Like, without even considering any of our friends... Just our family alone would have been like 150. Yeah. Because totally. both of us have large families on both sides. And also, like, because they're close, there's sort of this... I, I fully am aware that this is an expectation I put, on, I put on myself, but, like, all of the family needed had to be invited. I mean, I don't think it was an expectation. I think it actually was real. Oh, okay, okay. As we'll we'll talk about later, but yeah. So going back to the book, we're reading the book. Susan was like, "Oh yeah, this is what I want," and then she was asking me these questions, and she's like, "Really? Like, what do you think about? What do you think about? Was it like what would be my ideal wedding?" I was just like, you know, as a kid, I watched a lot of TV, and you know, I could watch a lot of stuff, and there would always be during my favorite sitcoms like a wedding episode and where would they go they would go to a destination wedding on a beach hawaii uh specifically i think of that um 
I'm not sure if you guys watch Saved by the Bell, but there's a Saved by the Bell episode <laughs> where Zach and Kelly get married in Hawaii. And I think Wait. Kind of, what? That's why you had that fantasy? Because of Saved by the Bell? I mean, that's one other reason. <laughs> <laughs> it looks super fun. It was like hijinks, like, oh yeah, they're getting married. I remember All their that. friends are there. Like, it was like... Yeah. I'm was... discovering this right now, by the way. I knew he wanted a beach wedding, but I didn't know it was because of Saved by the Bell. I don't know. It just came up for me, for me right now. But, like, I always thought about that. Like, because you were, like, just think big. Like, what is it? Like, without restraints on money, time, whatever, like, logistics, what would you want? Like, you know, that would be different. Because if I was going, I think at the beginning when you are asking me, I was being a little more realistic because realistic, we're talking about city home like you know i like i like urban settings i like being in the city so i thought like oh you know that'd be cool because it felt like more feasible mm-hmm. but i was like all right you know like fuck it if if i wanted to do it like where would i go and be like yeah let's, let's go to the beach yeah well we didn't decide that we were going to the beach we just you know did the exercise because the book told us to yeah and we were full force on going to san francisco yeah and you know, it took a couple conversations with my mom. I, you know, my brother didn't marry. Uh, my sister was estranged from us when she married. So I realized there was always a lot of personal pressure on myself because I knew that, like, my wedding would be my mom's one wedding. Yeah. And I knew that she always had this thing, like, she was invited to all of her friends' kids' weddings, and she wanted to invite all of them, and, you know... I know that was really, like, hard for her, like, being the generation that she is. Like, she's the oldest in her sisters, and she's the only one that, you know, doesn't have grandkids, things like that, right? Yeah. So, it took a couple conversations, I feel like, for me to, you know, talk to my mom about having a small wedding. And, you know, in, like, the third conversation, we we were driving. We, We did a road trip to... LA together to go see my grandma oh yeah yeah and on the car ride home you know we were talking about the wedding and you know and she understood why I wanted to do a small wedding and and then she was like well if we're gonna do a small wedding like why don't we go somewhere nice like Hawaii and I'm like I don't know mom why don't we (laughs) so you know she also watched Save by the World that's why yeah I you wish um, so we looked into it because, you know, it connected with RJ having this dream of a beach wedding. I didn't really have a dream for a wedding. Um, so we started looking into it and we started seeing these like beautiful, like beach weddings that were like pretty reasonably because like there's like some industry. Yeah. Industry. And there's, like, these packages, and, you know, we were just like, yeah, let's do it, yeah. you know? And, and I've never been to Hawaii, and, you know, we have friends that are from Hawaii, and we've always been talking about going together. And you haven't been? I've never been. I just said that. Thank oh. you. <laughs> um, and also, my mom's never been, and, like, you know, I'm wanting to take my mom to places, because, you know, she couldn't travel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we decided to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I think... When was that decision? Because I know that we targeted May for City Hall, but then we went to L.A. January. January. January, February. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah, that was a very like, that was like for us. We did that 100% because we were like, yeah, fuck it, let's get married in Hawaii because doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah. So I think that's, that's one thing that I think that you should keep in mind for anybody potentially getting married or going through the process right now is really think about what you really want, I think is a big thing. Because then you have something to work towards. But here's the second part. Here's the part that I feel like we have been having a lot of trouble with. So we had, so we had the goal in mind. It's actually taking the steps to making it happen. And I think it's been tough for us because in the beginning, you know, we were all about like, we want to do that. Like, let's do it our way. Let's do it. You know, let's figure it out us specifically. And the thing about that is, is that we don't know how to plan. (laughs) Another thing about nice thing about having a tradition, a traditional wedding is like when you start planning, one of the first things you think you get, I assume is a planner. who knows the ins and outs and we didn't have that. So potentially we could have we may have targeted Hawaii for maybe May, but after we made the decision to do it, I felt like not a lot was happened until June. <laughs> Cuz I think also well, I, I no, remember in the beginning we were targeting was this June? Before? No. May. May or March? Well, when it was City Hall, I thought we talked about March because, you know, Threes and yeah. Jordan. And I think we're also being considerate because there's a bunch of, around the time, I guess we hit a certain wave where a bunch of people got engaged. We just found ourselves in that where a lot of our friends were getting engaged and kind of seeing where everyone was setting their dates. <laughs> so that, I think we also wanted to be considerate of that because I know a lot of people are, for perpetually in, in wedding season i think fletch has been in wedding season for like the past 12 years <laughs> um so we've been kind of trying to be considerate of that and a lot of them were actually going to get married in 2020 and so we wanted to target for 2019 like let's got, get it done let's get it done because we're like it's gonna be small anyways so yeah it should be pretty easy to execute uh-huh. ha. well you know, what we wanted at first was a trip for ourselves. As we started doing this, what we realized was we did want, you know, our family there. Yeah. And, like, one of the things that I discovered through this process was, yes, weddings are our day for us to join. And also, it's not just us that's joining but it's our families and our communities. And it's kind of crazy to think about. Like, we are, through our decision to get married, like, RJ's mom is now related to my mom. Yeah. Like, now they're family. And we are creating that through this relationship. Mm-hmm. And, like, realizing that it's not just about us and we really wanted to make it a community event you know family thing so the first hiccup we got (laughs) after we had committed to like we made this decision that we were going to go to hawaii rj's aunt he talks to he's talking to rj's uh he's talking to his aunt 
Auntie Val, and she's like, Grandpa can't fly to Hawaii. I'm like, shit. <laughs> and so we're like, ugh. So I think that that was the first hurdle because then it's like we were still in the mindset like, oh, you know. Should we back out? Yeah, should we back out of Hawaii? Maybe we, this is the wrong thing. Should we just do traditional? Yeah. Just, yeah. But, you know, again, like I talked about, it's more like you you really have to know what you want. And I think you it, it's worth, you know, following through on that because, yes, it's an important day for you, for, you know, the people getting married, but it's also important for everybody else. So you, I think it's important to, you know, celebrate with, and try to include everybody if possible. Ugh, earlier. Earlier. So anyways, like, I think we resisted it at first, but then we were kind of like, okay, what if uh, we hold, like, a small, like, we get, we do a small civil ceremony so that my grandpa could be there locally in Santa Clara. And then earlier in the, in the month, and then, like, you know, do the big Hawaii one. Like, that seemed, that seemed fine, right? Yeah. Like, that's doable. Great. <laughs> and then... Wait, are we going to go that far? But yeah, go ahead. Well, what were you going to say? I don't know. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, by the way, my lovely cousin Jennifer, who is my sister in all but actuality, she is getting married in October, and I'm her matron of honor. Well, maid of honor will then transform into matron of honor. Anyways. Yeah. You know, we ended up talking, and we had set the Hawaii date for end of August, and we talked about it, and it was just too, like, it was a critical time period for my cousin, who is doing the traditional wedding, the big wedding, inviting all of our family, you know? So... I also felt very fortunate to be kind of like, oh, I can almost get away with not doing it mm -hmm. because she's doing it, right. right? So I was grateful for that. So I was like, oh, perfect. You know what? You don't have to come to Hawaii because she was literally thinking about just coming to for one day just yeah. so she could be at my wedding. Mm -hmm. Oh, you just, we're doing the civil ceremony thing like for RJ's grandpa because he can't make it, so it'll be perfect. And then my brother-in-law, you know, my niece and nephew were going to come. And he calls and we're talking about it. And he's like, you know, I'm not sure because Simon's switching schools. It's very close to school. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm like, we would really want to go. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, you know what? It's fine. We're doing this civil ceremony thing. Just come to that one. Yeah. Um, and so... It it kind of became this thing where it's like, okay, for the people that can't go to Hawaii, they could come to the civil ceremony. And then, but this is what, like, this is before we even thought, like, got the logistics of, like, what it entails to have a civil ceremony in the county of Santa Clara. Um, so we, we, we had to set plan, you know, okay, Hawaii, big Hawaiian wedding, small silver ceremony for people who can't go. Uh... And then I think, let's say, yeah, like, when June rolls around, right, and we're like, I, I think we still haven't done much. I think we just kind of had the, the bare bones of, like, this is kind of what we want. 
and then now it was we're like okay we need to like buckle down and start making it happen so we talked about how you know or like it's this whole process has been like a balancing act between what we want and you know how do we how do we include the family and how do we yeah how do we like yeah how do you find that how do you strike that balance because oh. i think there's a lot of saying that saying goes like you know or this concept that you know the wedding isn't for us <laughs> actually right or there's these two con- these two concepts oh the, this is your day this is your wedding versus like you know the wedding is not for you it's for the family yeah i think if it wasn't for the family yeah i would be fine just doing a like eloping doing a city hall wedding and then throwing up just a big casual party you know i feel like a lot of the pomp and circumstance is really just putting on a show for the family here's the thing though which I, i like i know i kind of like touch on this stuff a lot but I think it's because we're Asian American. But like, do you think the fact that we're Asian, Asian American, like, we have to consider these things? Whereas, like, I think when you look at people that usually elope, they're it's <laughs> they're not Asian American. You know what I mean? Like, they're more prone to. I feel like I talk to people that have eloped or like st- strictly did it their way, the way they wanted to, and. I don't know, I think it's just that, that culture and the upbringing kind of, like, kind of made us want to do this, right? Or, like, that that's it. Like, in the beginning, we were kind of going that way, but then it kind of, something brought us back to it. Like, oh, maybe it's, like, I don't know. I mean, you mentioned it, too. It's, like, we just, we recently saw The Farewell. Great movie, by the way. Total tearjerker. Yeah. And one of the things they they brought up heavily, which is, you know, in Western culture, it's about doing it your way. And in Eastern culture, it's about doing it for the family. You know, you are not just yourself, right? Yeah. And I see that in my family, too, right? Like, of my generation here, a lot of us have what you would consider, like... We have jobs because we love them. I work in video games. I have a cousin that's an artist. I have a cousin that went to Korea to become a rapper. And I know that there was some tension early on with some of our older relatives because they felt like we were picking jobs that may have been personally fulfilling but weren't what the family needed, which was jobs that made a lot of money. And we kind of felt that with this a little bit, right? It's just like we wanted to do it our way, but then we realized also that, you know, we've already committed to knowing that we're going to be taking care of our family in whatever way we can. And it is about them. I feel like I got a little bit lost. No, I think that's right. It's interesting... Because in the beginning, it's like, yes, we wanted to include them. And I've been kind of going back and forth in my mindset in regards to, like, you know, how do I balance, you know, what 
you know, the expectations of what, you know, the, fa- the expectations on the, what the family wants versus, you know, what we want. And I don't know how to describe it, but I think you always have to go back to that. Another thing too is, is that, you know, it's a big occasion, not just for us, but for the family, like really, it's like you said, like we're the merging of two families. It's inexplicably this, you know, nobody, like the family has, like the, everything has changed basically. And if something that with so much impact, you know, is going to happen, why, you know, people should be there. And I think that it was interesting. I was, a. Uh, I got my hair cut yesterday by my uh, regular barber up in SF. Shout outs to Tim at Brogan and Son taking care of me. But we were just talking about the wedding and like, you know, what was going on. And he was just like, you know what, you know, what, man, like, you know, I think this is what him. He's just like, you know, this day and age, like there are very few times when like you can get family, all the family and friends together. Usually it's for funerals. Right. And like, you know, so you people like you should be able to cherish these times because not everybody's going to make the effort to want to come together like this. And I was like, you know, that was very powerful for me because it was just like at times I'd be like, oh, I felt like such a burden to be able to like, you know, have all these voices in my ear, making sure like I was stopped a lot by like, you know, am I doing this right? Or like, am I like, you know, or am I wrong for like making decisions I'm doing? Cause like, I'm kind of just, we're kind of just doing this blindly. Right. Right. And I think we'll talk about that later, but like, just, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and so it was just a lot of like that, a lot of like confusion and like, but yeah, but like, like I said, at the end of the day, it's like, know what you want and, you know, do it for, do it for everybody, not just for yourself. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it was really easy to get into like, bitch mode with this complain about all the different things we had to do and I had to constantly step back and remind myself that it is an incredible honor and privilege to be able to get married and I know that a lot of people don't get that and I'm doubly fortunate to be able to get married with family and with friends yeah, and triply privileged to get married to someone that I love very much and is like amazing. Right. Like I feel like I just like, I won the lottery with this marriage and I, I got lost again. Yeah. I mean, it might sound (laughs) cliche. It's like at the end of the day, you know, no one's going to remember what flowers you got or you chose to use what you, you know. No, we what heard you, this from a lot of people. Oh, yeah, like what you wore, you know, like all the details that, that you painstakingly go through leading up to it. The things that people uh, leave with from these events, from a weddings, are, you know, the feelings, the people, the experience of community, uh coming together in the name of love. I know that sounds kind of cliche and corny, but I mean, that's what it is. Uh, 
if I had to think about, you know, weddings I went to recently, I, yeah, I think it's true. Like, I just came back feeling like, you know, loved and, you know, connection. And that was it. I, it most, I know it's going to be a blur. People say that, you know, for us getting married, it's going to be a blur for sure. But I think for the guests too, they, they'll be like, I don't know. It was just... It was just a good experience. I don't know, but I mean, that's why I feel like I'm not as stressed as I thought I would be like less than 24 hours away because, well, I mean, I am, we were, I mean, leading up to it, there's stuff, but I think right now, like I'm okay right now, but I mean, for context, for the people that haven't heard this yet, that are listening to this. Our civil ceremony went from two people to four people to 15 to 20. And then that's how many fit in the room. They didn't let us do more than that. And then as of two weeks ago, it became 60 at dinner afterwards. And it went from me wearing a humble to me getting a wedding dress. It went from, you know, Evites to paper invites for the whole family that is here favors a photo booth a program a program it went from dessert tables dessert tables basically the whole shebang it's not even the whole shebang either like that's just like a fraction like i remember like talking people asking me like oh is there gonna be a cake we're not gonna have a cake just macaroons and cupcakes is there gonna be flowers no no flowers uh centerpieces are you gonna have liquor it's like this is even like a fraction of what you know we're doing and we're already like where our heads are spinning but that's why we call it wedding number one yeah yeah i feel like it's it's also because we work in tech i feel like we're i think at least the way we work we're very like I think methodical and like, I guess like, it's because we know the space, I guess. It's just like, I feel more confident in making and taking actions and stuff like that. And like, I am aware, I can be aware of, I think I try to avoid stuff like scope creep where it's like, you know, scope is ever expanding. And this is like, this wedding is just, scope is ever expanding. freaks me out it's like it might lot like you know my everyday work is like more like yo we could we should cut this and like push it off for like later but we can't do that for this wedding yeah it's not possible and normally like when we work at, like like we have a general idea of like what we're doing and like yeah i guess we're always discovering new it's like more like like i had a fear talking to more people because it'd be They'd always bring up something. Oh, have you considered this? And I'll be like, shit, I didn't. And like, we should probably do this. And yeah, there was really no structure to it. And I guess that was just, you know, an interesting exercise for me where like, I need to have a plan. I need to like account for everything. Like, I feel like I learned a lot and I grew a lot from this process. 
Yeah, it has been a journey of self-discovery for me. Yeah. Um, what the biggest thing I've come to discover is the wedding. This is for you gamers out there. The wedding is a huge, like, power check on your life. Like, do you have the skills, the funds, the help, the community to be able to pull off an event of this size and scale? And I felt at first very, like, not sufficient in a lot of things. I had a lot of reliance on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, We had to learn to ask for help. We had to allow people to give us help. Mm -hmm. My mom asked every call if she there was something she could do and i you know my dumb ass was like oh no, no no i just don't want you to worry about stuff you didn't want to be a burden yeah but she wanted to help right and honestly i could i i needed it the other big thing that i realized in terms of skill set is like i'm not someone who you would consider particularly feminine and i know that i've in my you know self-righteousness have like judged like what I would consider before like shallow things like makeup and hair and clothes and you know and I would kind of justify myself as like oh I have better things to do with my time right yeah yeah except a lot of that stuff could have really come into handy with this wedding stuff (laughs) you want to give any examples yeah Shout out to my friend Kea, shout out to my cousin Jenny, shout out to my friend Christine Vo. Like, if it wasn't for them, I would be going into this like a hot mess, more of a hot mess than I am now, right? Like, I had to get hair wrecks. Kea went on this like crazy dress finding spree with me. Like, Jennifer was teaching me how to pose in photos. I discovered that I've been wearing the wrong shoe size my whole life. Am I an adult? I don't know. (laughs) I discovered I've been wearing the wrong bra size. Am I an adult woman? I don't think so. (laughs) So there was a lot of things that I had to learn. (laughs) I mean, same uh, same for me. Uh, Shout out to Monty Val. She's been, you know, event planning... For uh, long as, as long as I can remember. And for your family. For Yeah, for my family. So she's an OG in the game, and it's like, um, I should have asked her sooner, but then it's like, when I finally did, I was just like, I was bombarded, because I was like, and it kind of really showed me, like, how much we didn't consider, right? There's so much to consider. Uh, in terms of, yeah, like... It wasn't, it's not enough to do the bare minimum, I think, for weddings, I would, I think. Like, she got me present to the idea that you need it to be, you know, you need to show, show up. Because it's like, you want that experience for the, for, for your guests and your family. Like, you want to be able to, you know, give them, leave them feeling good for coming. I think, uh, yeah, just being a good host. Which I think is, you know, a big thing in Filipino culture to be able to make sure everyone's taken care of. And I think we kind of missed that. I think it was just more like, do we have we hit all the beats? And like, is everything, you know, do we have we marked everything off as like for what a wedding should be? And we didn't take the extra care and consideration into that, I think. 
I think uh, our friend Louie kind of did the same thing where it's like, yo, you need to like, so what are you going to do for the for the reception? You're just going to like, you just can't eat dinner. I'm just like. And I'm like, you can't? <laughs> he goes, no, nah, man. Like they're, you know, they, they need, you need to give them value for not only being there, not just giving them food. You need to be able to like have them share in this experience with you, whatever that may be. And now he's the MC for our reception. So thank you, Louie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's also been, like, an exercise of, you know, not being attached to outcomes, I think, or trying trying to force stuff. You kind of have to be okay with, you know, how things evolve, because I think if we saw what the wedding looked like, or what things look like now, like, you know, to a year or six months ago would be like, you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Um, yeah, we all talk. I'm still trying to do my nails. And um, I think I have cat hair in them. <laughs> That's cool, though. It's like a thing. It's like the cats are with us at the ceremony. And if you're hearing, like, some, like, weird, like, no, don't bother with that. Let's cut that out. Okay. It's okay. All right, last call? Yeah, we're about 43, and I don't want to, you know, we still have stuff to do. <laughs> so, all right, last call. So I have three prompts for us. First is, uh, what are we most excited for, for for wedding number one? Santa Clara. Uh, two, the most... Well, let's do one at a time. Okay, one at a time. So that's the first one. You want to do that one again? Make All right. it a little cleaner? All right, so last call. Okay, last call. Three prompts. Uh, first one, what are you most excited for for wedding number one? Honestly, the food at China Sticks. It's so good. <laughs> I wouldn't get too excited because we're probably not going to be able to eat. Oh, of- I'm going to go to town on those leftovers tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> The reason why she's so excited is because one, so China Sticks is a restaurant that we've been, Chinese restaurant in Santa Clara we've been going to like since I was a kid. Uh, I wouldn't objectively say it was like, you know, I mean, actually, yeah. You know what? It's really good Chinese American food. Like, I don't care. And two, like, reason why uh, I'm excited for that, it's not the most reason I'm excited for it, is because like they have actually gluten free. Chinese food, which is like, does not exist in this world. And for those who may not know, I have celiacs, which means I'm allergic to gluten and wheat, and there's soy sauce in, there's gluten and soy sauce, which is in everything in Chinese food. But yeah, that fried rice is a fire. Go to China Sticks, unsponsored plug. What are you excited about? What I'm excited for is, I want to be able to see... Just to see what, how, what, you know, all this planning has, you know, what, what it's going to look like. Like, mm. what's, I mean, the, res- the civil ceremony is pretty going to be pretty simple. Like, I just want to know what this reception is going to look like. Like, hey. yeah. I want to see how your grandpa reacts, actually. I mean, this was kind of all for him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's pretty hyped, I think. Whenever I come by and, if, like, you know. I don't know, he'll just ask about, you know, 
when we're getting married or like how's it going and like when i'm when I'm there by myself to visit him he goes you know where he calls uh susan susie he goes where's susie at i'm just like you know you don't care i'm here but anyways yeah question number two is like what was the most unexpectedly hard thing oh yeah i mean i think i already said it it was being a woman <laughs> i didn't realize how hard it was mad props to all the d- double X's out there. Double X's? Yeah, oh. X chromosomes. Oh, I, I, I just swear, <laughs> I didn't connect the two. <laughs> uh, I think for me, the most unexpectedly hard thing was... Yeah, like, I think I mentioned, I harped on it too. It's um, not... the You don't realize that you have to really consider being a good host and you know giving like a good real good experience for your guests uh and you know with good customer service good host service like that's it takes a lot of effort i mean i should have known this because you know with spl our whole thing in the beginning was like yo you know we give the best customer service we give the best experience the best experience but that means being extra as hell uh and last the past two weeks has honestly just us been you know trying to be extra as hell and then finally uh what's what are you most thankful for or who or what in in the context of all this wedding stuff Shoot, I feel like I gave away all my answers earlier. Um, definitely my lady friends, Kea, Jennifer, Sivo, Kim, Sophia, even Akumi, like, and Shara, Nikki, really everybody, you know? Um, I think just thankful for really everybody in my life, everyone has helped me in some way or another with this event. And I know that I, I'm like kind of feeling guilt, like, oh my God, there's so many people that I wanted to invite that I didn't because of how we decided to go small. Yeah. You know, and, and there's constantly people that we're looking at. They're like, we constantly invited more people. And, um, and I think I'm thankful for the people that I've had this conversation with where it's like kind of too late. (laughs) Um, everybody's been so gracious about it, right? Like they just get it. They just get that. It's like chaos, you know? And like, um, really just thankful for all of that and all the love. Yeah. I mean, same here. Uh, actually maybe to go back to the second prompt real quick, that might've been the most unexpectedly hard thing to, to have to omit not include everybody in everything which we're hoping to rectify we'll talk probably talk about it uh in a future wedding podcast but yeah i mean i'm just grateful that everyone's been so supportive everyone i've talked to that's we mentioned the wedding whether it people be planning like you know really helping us out and giving us uh you know the things to consider like what we should do and all that logistical stuff, but people that we just talk to like casually and just giving us support and advice 
unsolicited even, you know, just kind of like, even words of like, you know, just, you know, don't worry about the details, just be present and enjoy, you know, not everything's going to be perfect, and, you know, just enjoy yourself. It should be a happy occasion, and, yeah, just think, yeah, the fact that everybody that's kind of just had that same sentiment is kind of wild to me, and kind of, like, shows how, like, good of a community that we got. Sound by like really good people. Yeah. 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 Uh all right, y'all. Um we'll see you soon on the other side, married. And uh look forward to I wanna call it a postmortem because that sounds negative, but like we'll we'll be back next talking about the aftermath of wedding number one. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you then. Peace out. Bye.